As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, and welcome to Breaking Through, a mental health conversation with Colorado kids. And we are going to be having a tough but real conversation with young Coloradans here about how mental health affects them and the people that they care about. I'm Kim Posey with Fox 31 and Channel 2, and we're joined by five young people and a professional counselor. We're going to make a few quick introductions. Deja, tell us about yourself. I'm 14 years old. I'm from Southwest Denver. Okay, Zane. Hi, Anne. I'm 14, and I'm from Colorado Springs. Okay, Kian. Uh, I'm 15, and I'm from Durango. Okay, Evan. Hi, I'm 19. I'm from Larimer County. Okay, and Jessica. I'm 18, and I'm from uh, Arapahoe County. Okay, we also are joined by Camille Harding, so tell us a little bit about you, yourself. Hi, good morning. I'm Camille Harding, and I am with the Office of Behavioral Health and a licensed professional counselor by training. Okay, great. So let's first talk about just the things that Colorado young people are dealing with day to day that could impact their mental health. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Uh, personally, being in high school and having like a job on the side, that just would impact anybody's mental health, in my opinion, because at least in my personal life, I'm very active in my school and my school community, plus working and like being a first generation student and having to prepare for college now because I am 18. That adds a lot of stress and affects at least my mental health. And I know a lot of other first generation students who feel the same way. Is there a pressure there? Oh, for sure there is. Uh, usually first generation students, our parents want us to do like everything we can because they came here to help us. And so there's the pressure we put on ourselves to achieve our own personal goals and then to make them proud and then that can affect us. We're like, oh, we're, we're not doing enough to make our parents proud or they're not going to be happy with this or that, you know? I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel like that. What are some of the other things that um, young people are experiencing day to day that could affect them? Uh, in general, I would, I would like to agree with her about the in-school pressures, but I would say that it's a constant reminder of oh, college, 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 SAT, and like get your grades up. So that really takes a toll on students as well as like their self-esteem. If you don't get the expected amount, you are not good enough. That type of stuff that always is, has been there and will be there. Okay. And uh, Camille, how is, what are some ways that they could deal with those kinds of things? Yeah, so I'm thinking about, right, it feels like you guys are torn between wanting to perform well in school and make sure that you live up to your parents or other people's expectations, but also wanting to make sure that you're satisfying yourself, right? So I think about like those strategies you use on a day-to-day -day basis to sort of calm yourself down, create some space for your own sort of well-being. Um, I guess I'm curious if any of you use like particular strategies. Um, well, personally, just because I'm so involved and so active in everything that I do, um, it's more than just being torn because there's uh, a lot more that goes into it because usually, oh, you're in high school, you have nothing to worry about. But having college SATs, having to work because if I want to 
go out and have some sort of social life as well. There's so much that impacts it. So personally, I just try to, I just make a lot of lists. Lists help me at least keep some sort of control in my life. And then, then I have like a goal for the day and I'm not thinking so far out in the future that it's going to give me any sort of anxiety. I mean, that's a great strategy. Lists are something that lots of people use, right? Mm -hmm. To keep track of, right? Like, this is what I'm going to check off my to-do list today, and it feels like you've managed something. Mm -hmm. I do that as well. So what is it that you guys would want adults to know about your life right now and any of the difficulties? I would say to, for parents to be more open-minded regarding the problems your child is facing just educating yourself about what is going on with your child and having and establishing that trust with your child is very important because your child won't come to you if they don't trust you. So being that parent that is not judgmental and just very open is very important. Okay. I kind of, can I add on to that yes. real quick? With parents and educators, I think there's a really fine line between helping us and babying us like, if you think your child's problems are stemming from social media and you take your, their phone away, what are you teaching them about learning to cope, learning to function, learning to be an adult? Like, how are you helping them by putting less trust in them? And it's things like that in schools, too, like bathroom passes, when you're trying to help kids be adults, and it's knowing where those boundaries are as well. Okay, very interesting. I do want to move on here because National Children's Mental Health Awareness Day is right around the corner. And I want to share a statistic with you just so that we can talk about it. Um, suicide is a leading cause of death for Coloradans aged 10 to 24. It's a really, really sad number there. So is suicide something that you think we should talk about? Does that make you uncomfortable? Are, are you wanting to talk about it more with an adult? What are your thoughts? Yeah. It's definitely worth talking about. Um, in my community, there's a lot of suicide recently, so it's kind of gotten to be less of a topic no one talks about, and it's getting more like people are actually addressing it and having community meetings and stuff. Like, this is a serious problem. We need to do something about it. Do you think that some good things have come from that? I think so. Um, there was, like, trainings on things like QPR or various other ways of getting to people who are having problems. Like, there was trainings on recognizing it. And there's just like some general, this is like a thing, don't try to ignore it. Because some people have the kind of mindset of, it's not a problem, you can just get through it. But they don't realize you kind of can't. Um, I feel at least in our generation, on our age group, we're talking about it so much because we have to deal with it for first, like in first-hand experience. So I feel it's more than just us having the conversation. We have to bring this conversation up to the adults, such as you know the counselors, teachers, the parents. Everybody needs to be aware of the situation, not just us. Is there a way that an adult should approach this that you think would work for a lot of people your age? Use the words. Yeah. Don't avoid the word suicide. Don't avoid the term self-harm. Don't avoid the terms for disorders, if your child is identified as having any mental health disorders, don't avoid the terms Harry Potter. Fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. We're only building stigma by being afraid to use these terms. So if you're going to have a conversation with your child, have the conversation with your child. So Camille, um, let's talk a little bit about this. I know that uh, as a parent, it would probably be a different conversation for a nine-year-old versus a 15-year-old. What Absolutely. would you want kids and parents to know? 
Yeah, so I think, it, I think these kids are all dead on when they talk about the fact that, like, ask, right? Um, don't be afraid to have that conversation. Ask, are you feeling suicidal? Have you been thinking about hurting yourself, right? Like, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? Talk to me about what is, is stressful for you right now. Um, and it's not just that one-time conversation. It's, right, like Deja said, that thinking about um, building trust and the way that you build trust is approaching it in a non-judgmental way, right? Like, I'm noticing these behaviors and how are you doing is a lot different than I'm going to take your phone because you've been up all night, right? Um, sometimes kids are up at night because they're interacting with their friends or they're stressed about something and they're talking to their peers as opposed to the the grown-up in their life. And so I think that um, it's just important to say, like, I've noticed this behavior. Can we talk about what's going on? Are you feeling okay? Sometimes you'll get no, but still ask. So um, I know that there have been parents who have been worried about talking about the subject, worried that it would plant an idea. Is mm -hmm. that something you have mm -hmm. heard? And what would you say to those parents? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've heard that lots of times as well. And actually, all the evidence um, is actually to the contrary. Asking helps sort of dissipate whatever that big feeling is. And asking helps engage in that conversation and open the door to making sure that, that kids have the resources they need to address their mental health right, and their well-being. And do you guys think that people your age are able to ask each other how they are doing? For sure. Yes. Uh, people our age, I feel like there's less stigma with us. It's easier to, like, if someone posted on Facebook, like, hey, I don't feel good or I had a bad day. Nine times out of ten, multiple people are going to message that person and be like, hey, are you okay? What's up? And then you're going to have that conversation. And even if it's just like, oh, nothing, it's just I didn't do good on the test versus, oh, yeah, my mental health is getting to me, that's for sure it's going to open so many doors and then having, even if it's like the person you don't talk to at all, check up on you, it builds relationships, it builds community. And at the end of the day, I feel like most youth want that in their lives. That's a really interesting point. Um, I think people your age do put that kind of thing out on social media more than people of our generation. Do you see that people put real true feelings about their mental health or maybe needing help on social media? Yes, for sure. You can see it a lot. Some people might post, um, like, again, like having a bad day, or they'll get really in-depth with it. And again, you have the people like, oh, hey, what's going on? And that build the conversation. But usually, at least in what I've seen, they don't have, like, their parents or, like, adults on their social media. Like, some people don't have their mom on Facebook and things like that. So with that, it's like, okay, at least an adult's not going to judge me. It's easier to go to them, you know? All right, very interesting. Camille, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think um, some youth do have their parents or other adults on their social media, and some don't. Um, and so, right, it really is about building those networks and thinking about, right, I've just heard a peer or right, a youth say something that I'm concerned about. So I'm curious about what you guys do in those instances. If you notice someone's posted something that, right, they're distressed and maybe you are noticing that they're not reaching out in a help, helpful way, what do you do? I think it's a hard line to draw because like I said, we kind of live at a 10 and part of living at the 10 is if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So you'll see a lot of us use humor in ways we know we maybe shouldn't or like sure. 
really self-deprecating humor or there's been a lot of conversation about the phrase, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill myself, like used in a joking manner. And I think there's a really interesting balance in internet culture of knowing like when it's just a meme or just a joke and knowing like when to check in on your friends. And it's a really interesting line that a lot of us are still trying to figure out just as much as the adults are. Well, I would imagine if you're still trying to figure it out, the adults are having a much more difficult time. That would be my guess. Um, anything else you guys would want to say? You have all been really amazing and seem very intuitive about yourselves and the world around you. So thank you for sharing. Um, join us for the next episode of our series, Breaking Through, a mental health conversation with Colorado kids. And a reminder here that the information shared here is just general guidance. It's not meant to replace information from your own mental health provider. And if you need to talk to someone right away, do call the Colorado Crisis Services Hotline at 844-493-8255, or you can text TALK to 38255. This has been a production of Fox 31 and Channel 2 in cooperation with COACT Colorado, which sponsored this series.